Welcome to the Team Rygate Pilgrim Podcast. Provoked by lockdown and social distancing, we will be using this platform to keep the community up to date on Team Rygate developments and engage with students, teachers, parents and alumni with regular features. Getting under the skin of what it takes and means to be a great Rygation. Welcome to episode one of the Team Rygate Pilgrim podcast. Um, everyone involved in the podcast and the sports department is very excited about getting this launched. Our aim is to try and release them weekly during this period of lockdown, but also our ambition is to continue them um, term time. I think it could be a way to get a fascinating insight into all aspects of school sport and to engage with stakeholders, parents, teachers. Um, for example, in week three, we have some interviews coming up with England Athletics as part of our partnership with Cookery. But enough of that for now. Today's episode one is going to focus on leaving a legacy. Today, we are very fortunate to have some very distinguished guests from our seventh form who have played a leading role during their time at the school and have led their year group and a number of the sports to great heights. And we'll be trying to tease out them some stories of their time uh, engaging in school sport, some tips for our younger students, and see what the next steps may hold at university or sporting ambitions. Um, I should say at this stage, we are mere PE teachers, so our editing skills are fairly ordinary. So much of what you hear will be raw and unfiltered, but hopefully it will raise a smile and even in some cases serve to inspire you. One of our regular features which we will try and update every week, particularly at this uh, news-hungry time, is we'll put a little news segment. Hopefully in future weeks and months it'll be full of um, stories and anecdotes of um, success in all its guises for Team Rygate student athletes. I mean, in the short term, I think we'll use it to update people on our understanding of the next phases for recreational sport or the next stages for school sport. Um, It'll come as no surprise for you to learn that we know no more than you do at this stage. We are under the understanding, we have the understanding that a number of governing bodies are starting to put steering groups together. Um, But we we wait with bated breath to see what that next phase looks like and we will share any information on this platform as soon as we get it. Episode one, as I've already previously said, we have a very exciting feature for week one. Look, we're pretty gutted that we're not going to have the opportunity at school to officially say goodbye to leavers with with dinners, with um, sports dinners, with leaving dinners and so forth, and muck-up day. But we thought this would be a great platform and opportunity to engage with some of our senior sports people um, who can share stories of their progression from year 7 through to 13. Um, hopefully we'll tease out of them, as I said, a few a few stories, maybe a few embarrassing ones. Um, but it, And also a really good opportunity to as it says in the title for these students to leave a legacy and possibly just drop in the odd um, bit of advice that might serve to inspire some of our younger students. Now, as I did also say in the preamble, 
this is a completely unedited and raw feature. We have just had sort of five minutes or so trying to work out how we put this together. Um, but I think that in itself could mean it's full of laughs. So for the meantime, that's enough of me. I'm going to hand over now to week one's question master, our very own Mr. Cooper. Uh, afternoon, everyone. So um, it's the purpose, as Mr. Wood was just said, just to maybe have a bit of reminiscing time and uh, recap on uh, your time um, at the school. So today we have the, uh, the four senior girls, uh, captains of the sports. And um, I'm going to put a question to them uh, to start off with, to start things flowing of. So how do you look back on your time at Rygate Grammar School? Hi, I'm Amy. I would firstly really look back at my time at RGS with very fond memories of the sports scene. I think sport really um, helped me get into the social scene. I would look at swimming as my most major sport and I would say very fond anecdotes of national swimming, which I believe we were the first team to qualify for RGS girls-wise last year, although it did mean six hours on poolside on my birthday. It was a very, um, it was a great day to be part of. Um, I would, yeah, I would just say the teams and the friends that I've made at RGS through the sports scene are girls and boys that I will hopefully never lose contact with in my lifetime. Fantastic. Thank you, Amy. Uh, how about anyone else? What about Amy W? Obviously, brilliant from Amy Brill and quite right, I think, that there is um, certainly left a legacy going back to the theme with regards to... Um, the achievements are in the pool like six hours in the pool or around the pool on your birthday is certainly giving a lot for the cause um amy w i think is is still online what how about you obviously slightly different um sporting experience and also obviously from a, a family that is deeply embedded in the team rugby community Hi, I'm Amy. Um, I completely agree with what other Amy said. I look back on my time at RGS really fondly. Um, people say that school days are kind of your best days of your life and I completely understand why. Um, there's so much on offer at RGS um, to get involved in and I've been lucky enough to be involved in the hockey um, and also the athletics. With the athletics we were the first school team to get to nationals and that was so fun. Um, but also with the hockey, um, we've had such a successful season this year and um, through doing the cup runs that we have, we've been able to travel all around the country and the best bit of it has been the bus journeys where we've been having karaoke on the bus and everyone singing to each other. So that's been really fun. I'll never forget it. I don't think your bus drivers will ever forget your karaoke either. I think we also have someone else going to jump in, Ella. Uh, yeah, well, I just wanted to say that um, uh, I look back on my time at RGS as not just in the sport, but also there is just a massive like cultural thing. Uh, like there's such a team, um, whether you're on the sports field or not, it's just like a team RGS culture. And I think that's something that I won't really forget because like even um, in sport and like just in your everyday life in school, um, it does really feel like um, you're surrounded by such a great group of people and like really supported um, by a network of um, coaches and friends. So, yeah. That's cool. Thank you. Um, Mr. Cooper, are you there? 
Yeah, I'm st- I'm still here. I'm li- listening very enthusiastically. I'm I'm just interested to uh, to know. Obviously, Amy's mentioned her a- Amy B with her swimming, Amy W with uh, predominantly with her hockey. Um, uh, Bree, I know that you've been involved in uh, many of the sports. What, what what was your sort of lasting sort of memory from from your time at RGS? Oh my goodness, there's so many. Um, I just think from even first year when we started all our tryouts and. Um, just joining into teams and just getting involved that was so much fun and your friendships and team spirit just grows from there and definitely the fact that it grew on from there especially I I can't really name a specific team actually but one of my favorite memories from school has to be uh, the girls netball game where we played the boys just because that was I've never laughed so much in a netball game and it was all of our like our girls playing together having so much fun and just enjoying it it was really amazing were the boys able to string more than two passes together without committing footwork or obstruction surprisingly they were I thought they were very drilled in the way they played I think a lot of them are very are big basketball enthusiasts but I'm sure that they're, they're not very good at basketball you know <laughs> Ooh, throwing some team, shade at boys there. given g- Given the opportunity, they were actually um, a formidable team to play against and it gave us a good run around. It kind of brings in nicely to, to, to move across to Sophia being captain of, of netball. Uh, would you say that was one of your more taxing games over the seven years or were you, uh, would, you, would another game spring to mind for you? Um, I think that it, is, it was hard to make sure that everybody kept their heads. There's like a lot of distractions when everybody turns out which is really nice to obviously support us but I was very happy with how everybody played and I thought it was a really a really nice way to end the season which obviously didn't end quite how we wanted it to but um I think probably the most taxing time for our team was probably when we played Millfield last year which um was um, a combination of so many games up until that point and everyone just showed immense strength of character and I think Miss Travis and Miss Lee were so proud of everybody because they just everyone played their hardest and I think that was probably one of the highlights of my time playing netball RGS. Cool thing Mr Cooper I wonder whether as we are on the theme of reminiscing I always think a good point for reminiscing and raising a smile is um, when people talk about their experiences on tours. Now, I don't know, but I suspect most young ladies on here have been on various um, tours with RGS, whether it be hockey tours to Holland or netball tours to Dubai. Has anyone got any good stories that they are able to or would like to share with the podcast from their experiences with Team Rygate on tour? This is where they're quickly probably checking what stories they can and can't tell. Mr. Cooper, have you got any stories from tour? Um, I mean, I've been lucky enough to go to a variety of different uh, places with the school. Um, I mean, South Africa being the, the most impressive location, but my, one of my favourite locations is definitely to go to uh, to Spain, to the to the Basque region with the uh, under-14s. And that's always uh, been one of the highlights, not only for the weather and the sort of the, the rugby, obviously, but I'm I'm a I'm big fan of embracing the uh, the local food, um, and it's it's common knowledge that I uh, definitely eat my own body weight in uh, in Pinchos on, during the three days that we're there. 
Um, I've, you know, I know the girls have lower down the school. I think they went to Taunton on hockey and netball tour. I'm, I'm sure that if you if you remember that back that far, whether you've got any funny anecdotes of uh, what happened on that on those tours, girls. Let's pick on someone that definitely went on that tour, and that was definitely Ella. I think she went on those tours. Correct me if I'm wrong. I can't really remember Taunton because it was so long ago, but I do remember the uh, Holland hockey tour. Um, and uh, me and a couple of friends had actually just come from Reading Festival. It was like a GCSE summer. So we were a little bit tired. And I just remember napping between uh, training sessions and um, games because it was like really intense. And we would just nap on the floor of this um of this hockey club and all these Dutch girls would be walking past us like what are you doing it's quite amusing uh, Bree did you, did you make it to that tour or were you busy uh, uh signing yourself in Dubai at that time no I definitely uh I went on to Taunton uh not Taunton two Holland hockey tours and like I had so much fun I hadn't gone to a festival before, though, so I was a little more energised for the, those few days. But I do remember also napping on the floor because uh, a lot of the time we'd have training in the morning and then a game in the afternoon. And so and obviously being on tour, you don't get much sleep at night. And so we all had to catch up in between in, uh, in between training sessions during the day to keep us going. But it was definitely a very fun uh, week. Both Sounds like work you guys hard on those tours in terms oh, of getting yeah. and uh staying active um i think one of the m most uh, impressive tours i've seen just just from photographs that were put on our social media platforms at the um the, the, the recent tour to dubai and sophia i know that you went on that have you got any um good memories from that tour um that tour was so much fun and um i think as a girls netball team we had quite a different experience to the boys on that tour because Obviously, netball games are a lot shorter than cricket games. So we would just play a bit of netball in the morning and then we're able to go to like the beach or the pool in the afternoon. So, yeah, we came back all quite tanned and feeling very relaxed. But um, the boys will probably speak more to this on their podcast. But I remember sitting on the bus after we'd been on our cultural day uh, visiting all the markets and the boys had come up with a song about their experiences and their times on tour with uh, specific names being mentioned. And I don't think the entire bus has ever laughed that much as um, to when Rupert was singing. The girls only got like one little mention, but it was very funny. I, Mr. Cooper, what I can assure you is that song will not be being sung on this podcast. <laughs> 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 but I do agree with Sophia. I do remember coming back from cricket matches sort of early evening when the, um, I was told by Miss Travis and the girls that they had worked incredibly hard that day for the four hours on their sunbeds. Um, but it was a brilliant, a brilliant trip. And hopefully we've got, once all this is done, it'll be fantastic to get more of those tours up and running for our younger students. Um, I've just got a, a, a question for um, the girls. I'm, I'm, I'm going to direct this one at uh, Amy W. So if you could give yourself, just say you're starting in September, I mean, our current climate aside, what would you say to yourself if you could do it all again? What advice or uh, direction would you give to your, yourself if you're about to start year seven and you're you know, keen on your sport? What, what would you say to yourself? 
Um, if I was starting year seven again, I'd just tell myself to get involved as as many things as you can. Um, we're so lucky at RGS that we're offered so many different things, whether you're sporting or music or drama, there's so much on offer. Um, so just don't be shy, just jump in and get involved in anything you can. Um, having left school now, I realise how much I miss it. And even though I may complain in some like wet and rainy training sessions, I'd do anything right now to be back on there training with the girls. So just get involved in anything you can, I'd say. Amy B, have you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I would just say we're so lucky with the facilities we have. Um, you may as well get as involved as you can. But I would also say, being a bunch of quite sporty girls, um, it's very easy to get involved in as many sports as you can and throw yourself into everything. And this is very good to do until, I guess, a, cer a certain age, but also to know your specific sports and to train harder at the ones that you love and narrow down maybe earlier than maybe some of us did while staying as involved as you possibly can. So does that, I mean, that brings you on quite nicely to a, a question. Do you think you should specialise in your sports early on or do you think that you should take in as part as um, uh, to keep on doing those sports all the way through to, I mean, I know that some of you play three or four different sports for the school even now and you're, you're you know, about, about to leave the school. But I'm also well aware that some of you play one sport to really high internet. I think Amy W play international hockey, which is fantastic. But it's just the case of what what's the the what advice would you give to to the students that are going? Oh, I like I like all sports, but maybe I haven't. Maybe I I don't, don't want to do that one, but I really like it. Should they try and find the time, or is it important for them to maybe put their eggs more towards one basket the older they get? Let's go with Sophia. What do you think on that one? Um, I think it's quite a personal and sport-specific um, question because I think depending probably where you're at in that sport will dictate a lot about where you want to go and the outcomes that you want to have. But I would say not to restrict yourself too early. I stopped playing hockey in about third year and I just never really gelled that well with the sport but um I was glad I did it for the three years that I did because it did teach me a lot about um just working as a team in a different environment I think there are a lot of transferable skills that you get from one sport to another so I wouldn't say that maybe the younger kids further down the school should start specializing too early because you don't really know how that will pan out cool Woodsy you, you got something to add to that uh, yeah, well, I think um, I did try both of those options. So I, um, in fourth year, I remember giving up netball to really focus on my hockey and try and like take it to um, like a higher level, I guess. And I did enjoy that. And I don't regret doing that. But I found um, that I began to enjoy it a lot less when it got a very high intense level. I found like the fun, um, it wasn't as fun as it used to be. And I know many people have different experiences. Um, but then I kind of took a step back from that and started playing netball and hockey and rugby for the just at a school level. And I actually found I enjoyed it a lot more. And just being a part of three different teams, each uh, team has like a different dynamic and a different culture. And so like experiencing uh, different sides of sport in the school um, had a massive impact on me. So that, that was just my experience. But um, I would really 
suggest getting involved in everything that you can. Okay, cool. Is that, has anyone got anything? Uh, so, Amy or Bree, have you got anything you want to add to to, to the sports that you've uh, invested most of your time into? Uh, um, oh, Amy, you go. Okay. Um, so I came to the school and hockey was predominantly my main sport, and then. As I joined the school, there was so much an offer. I got involved in the tennis squad, the netball squad, hockey, athletics. And I think it's really valuable um, to do a range of sports because, as Sophia said, there's loads of transferable skills. And um, it's just going to make you a really well-rounded games player. And then as I progressed throughout the school and got a bit older, I uh, decided that hockey was my key focus. And I gradually started to drop sports and just focus on hockey. Um which is, I've really enjoyed. And I think that's allowed me to get to the level I've got to now. And I don't think without narrowing down, but also without doing all of the sports in the first place, I wouldn't have ever got to the level I've got to now. Uh, Bree, did you have anything you wanted to add? Um, I just wanted to follow on from Amy. Uh, so talking about transferable skills, because even now uh, in upper sixth, I found that I could still, uh, that playing three different sports for the school helped each sport helped with another so playing netball really helped my hand-eye coordination for rugby and then my rugby as a being one of the like the proper contact sport um compared to the other two although you could argue that all of them are somewhat contact sports but um rugby really helped with my hockey and uh, helped with the physicalities of it especially when we started playing more um intense teams that were very um tight on their defense I definitely found that. Did, did you find that you were giving more uh, contact uh, penalties uh, um, against you in netball, though? Yes, quite possibly. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can vouch that. did for become that. apparent. Sophia can vouch me for that, definitely. <laughs> I'm just going to um, ask you guys a different question, and I'm going to go to um, Ella on this one first. So who or what do you think has had the most impact on you during your school years it can be inside outside of school could be a parent could be a, uh, one of your teammates teacher um I, I just would be interested to know what where you what you think to that um well I've had loads of amazing teachers like in my actual subjects have really inspired me and motivated me um but I think one of the teachers that I'll always remember is Mr Field because he joined the school at a time when I was really beginning to not like hockey as much as I used to um I just didn't find it as fun I didn't really want to go to training all the time um and I found my passion for it had really gone and he just uh brought like a level of fun to it and definitely gave me a lot more confidence than uh, I used to have um and just made me love the sport again so I think um I'll always remember Mr Field at that kind of specific time so yeah that's cool uh Sophia what about you um, I think similar to Alan, I've had a lot of great teachers in the academic setting, but um, particularly with sport, um, I think that netball, particularly for a while, um, didn't have the best like funding or um, teaching staff maybe that um, supported the programme as fully as Miss Travis and Miss Lee did when they came. They totally revamped the system and I've seen an uptake in the number of people playing netball and just the levels of enthusiasm 
for netball have increased exponentially and I think that is down to those two women and um yeah the impact that they've had on my netball has been so great and they've trusted me to be able to lead the team which um yeah has been a really great part of my RGS experience fantastic Amy W what did you you wanted to add something um yeah so obviously being within hockey I'm really grateful to Mr Byrne and Mr Field for always pushing me and the team to get really good outcomes but also as a um, sports scholar the school have a really good um kind of mentoring system in place so Miss Mitchell was my mentor and I'm really grateful for her because trying to balance kind of academic and sporting commitments she's always kind of been there to support me along the way but also the school have been really good in letting me play my club hockey and allowing me to push on to a higher level through there so my club coach Mary from East Grinstead has really pushed me this season and last season through um like training sessions with the first team which has been really beneficial for me and then through the England setup that I've gone through I have a coach called Matt Way and he's just been there supporting me trying to balance like A levels and applying to university and keeping up the sport and the training and the psychological side of it a lot so I feel like I've had I've been quite lucky that I've had lots of different people supporting me in different aspects. That's brilliant so do you find that it's important that they don't just concentrate the people that have been most beneficial to you have not just been the, the, the necessarily the coaches and they focus purely on your performance but they've had more of a sort of holistic view to your commitments in uh, at that time so your club coaches are obviously understanding your your work commitments but also they're trying to push you on to achieve the next level of your your um, actual performance in hockey as well uh yeah completely so as much as the training and the hockey itself is really important as an 18 year old it's quite a stressful time in your life you've got lots of pressures from a levels you've got pressures from being a teenager itself growing up sport everything like that um so i'd say outside of the hockey i'm most grateful for the people that have been there to support me academically and just kind of keeping me kind of like my morale up the whole time and just being there for me to support me along the way and transition into kind of more scary stages of life fantastic amy b you wanted to add yeah i was just going to say i think coaches are the first and foremost motivation but it's also who you surround yourself with and i think a huge amount of credit should go to um parents who stand on the sideline come rain or shine um and also your team sometimes you really don't feel like going out there and playing i guess the best game you need to play um if it's especially a, a really serious game but i think if you surround yourself by girls that you really enjoy playing the sport with you want to go out there and you want to prove yourself to them to gain their respect as well as I guess the parents and the coaches. Cool. Uh, Brie is there anything that you think that you, any particular person or people that have massively uh, helped you in your sporting prowess throughout the school time? Um, I'm definitely going to have to say all of my friends who are in all of my teams because like Amy B said it's sometimes you just don't have the right mindset when you're going onto the pitch to play or maybe you're not having the best game and I know there's been many times that I've been in a netball game and Sophia's just gave given me a little smile or a nudge and said like come on you can do it or Ella's just chatted gave me some chat on the hockey pitch and it's kept me going and it's definitely gotten me through that as well but also just for my dad for driving me to all of my hockey trainings and 
all of coming to all my rugby matches and trying to teach me to how to drop kick in the back garden so I don't embarrass myself at Roslyn Park. And but, you still uh, that skill. That's still yeah. going. So and the fact that he just still put up with that and he still makes fun of me for that, but that's what he's there for. Yeah, mum and mums and dads are uh, definitely key to you to, to you guys being successful. And I think that them uh, providing all their sort of time and effort. If you if you count how many hours and um, days that they spent watching you guys play, it would uh, it would be a lot higher than people think. Um, I'm just gonna to move move this on, and um, obviously you guys are fortunate, unfortunate, sad, happy that it, it's it's coming towards the end of your time. Uh, at Rygate and I just wondered what is there anything that you're really looking forward to or or worried about uh, th- let's let's leave the current world situation aside so um, I think all of you are moving on to university uh, do you have ambitions to get involved in the uh, the extracurricular side of university in terms of your sport or or do you think that you'll be um, leaving the, the sport at university aside and concentrating maybe coming back and playing your club uh, sport back here uh, let's put that to Sophia. Um, I think if I've learned anything from playing sport at RGS, it's the like community that I've garnered here. And that is something that I'd love to be able to recreate in the university setting. I think speaking to um, girls in the year above us like who have played sport at RGS, some of like the basis of their friends now at uni come from being in sports societies and meeting people that way and I think that that playing sport is a great in in the university like social scene and yeah I'd love to be able to continue playing sport at university level. Uh, Amy B what, what are you gonna plan on uh, taking part in the sport at uni as well? Yeah most definitely I think it's also very natural to feel quite anxious about sports at uni because Compared to school, it's such a huge pool of people um, and it may well be very high standards and meeting new teams and new people and kind of finding your, sp- your own place in the sports scene is quite um, quite an anxious thing. But I think it's just something you have to get as well get as involved as you can. Um, and the tight-knit teams that we have at RGS will soon form at uni and it's just a great way to meet people. And as Sophia said, sport is such a good way in to the social scene. And yeah, just to make your uni life as well as possible. Uh, Woodsy, um, uh, where where are you applying to or, or, or hoping to uh, go to next year? Um, so I'm hoping to go to Durham next year. And obviously I really want to keep up um, all the sports that I play at some level. But I am really going to miss um, the kind of bond that you have with the girls on the sports pitch at RGS because um for most of us we've been here for seven years like watched each other grow up we know each other inside out so that bond that you have on a sports pitch is kind of unbreakable because you know how the other person is feeling without them even like telling you in a way like Brie can just give me a look and I know that like what's going through her head so I guess I will miss kind of um that bond that we have and the fact that all the girls here have like watched me grow up on a sports pitch, but um, I'm definitely excited to for like the change at uni and for like a different scenery and just to get involved really. That's awesome. Brie, what about you? Where are you off to hopefully? Um, I'm hopefully off to Exeter in September. It's uh, a bit nerve wracking, the idea of going off to uni and having to essentially 
start some sports teams again. But I'm definitely on the fence about which sports to play. And I think if I can, I would start with all, maybe all three of my sports and then narrow down from there just because I can't, I can't really kick one out, if that makes sense. It's just so hard because I, I just love playing sport with and all the and the range that you get with between hockey and netball and rugby it's just it's hard to sort of decide between them um amy w where where do you hope to be off to um so hopefully i'm going off to birmingham um and they are a really high level of hockey uh, they're in the premier league so i'm really hoping that i can get into the team there um and just take my hockey kind of career to the next level because that's a level that I've always wanted to play at since I've been really little um, and I might finally get the opportunity. So that would be really exciting. Fantastic. And Sophia, where did, where were you aiming to go? Um, I'm not, I'm still deciding, but um, I think I'm going to be splitting my time between France and um, London on a programme at UCL. Okay. So it might be slightly different about playing sport but hopefully I can get involved somehow. Oh fantastic. Um, Amy B, have I, I, you where I hope, I don't think I asked you that. Yeah um, I'm hopefully off to Durham as well with Ella. <laughs> oh fantastic so you will have go on mass and uh, take over <laughs> sports up there no doubt. Hopefully. Um, I'm just going to finish finish off girls with uh, just a quick fire question and I'm going to come in uh, to Amy uh, B first and I want you in in as brief a way as possible um describe the best thing about sport at RGS oh that's so hard um I would quickly say how inclusive it is how welcoming and how encouraging the coach are to push you to do your best fantastic Amy W um I would say how fun it is um kind of the sense of belonging and community uh, within a team um Brie um definitely the team spirit and the friendships that you form in no matter what sport team you're in uh Woodsy um I'd say just the massive uh team culture and support network behind you and finally to Sophia uh I'd say the people that you meet while playing sport girls th thank you so much I'm just going to hand over back over to uh our host with the most is Mr Woodward to uh, just thank you guys for your time today. That's fantastic. Firstly, thanks to Mr Cooper for the questions. That was superbly run. I really mean it when I say when I, we obviously started as episode one, this podcast, we had quite high hopes. But what I've just heard in the last half an hour has um, obliterated that. It was I thought the answers were reflective of a fantastic group of people, which is super important, um, who will be sorely missed by all within our programme, but also I'm very comfortable in saying we'll go on to do fantastic things. I think that if the answers that were given, particularly around sort of the advice with multi-sport um, and the benefits you gain from sport, I've, I don't think I've heard many people give that information better. And I promise you, I try every day, it's my job. But the way you, you framed your answers with very little preparation was fantastic. Um, so firstly, thank you for being a part of episode one. I know that it's not always easy, an easy thing to be involved in, 
But secondly, and most importantly, thank you, your teammates, your parents, um, for all that you've done over your time at the school. You are most welcome back at any time you like. And, and I'm very comfortable um, in saying that you would have left an extraordinary, extraordinary legacy, um, very positive, and you'll continue to act as great role models for our um, young Rigations. So thank you. So that brings us to an end for our Team Rygate Pilgrim podcast, episode one. Um, as I said at the end of the feature, thank you so much to the five girls for being involved and for Mr. Cooper's questions. It set a very high benchmark for the weeks to come. Um, episode two is going to follow a similar format. Hopefully we might have a bit more news to update you with. Um, and we look forward to hearing from some of the senior boys on their experiences um, through their time at Rygate Grammar. Thank you.